Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, September now. Happy Labor Day. Well, Happy deer season to all you Kentuckians mm-hmm. and Nebraskans and whoever else opens South, on September 1st. South or North Dakota. I think it's North Dakota. Yeah, one of the Dakotas. Happy deer season, everybody, and happy Labor Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we're going to make this intro really short because we have a pretty long interview today, but Jacob, uh, who'd you interview? Uh, Jared Schliff from Lone Wolf, and uh, definitely was a absolutely phenomenal interview. absolutely loved it. Um, I always loved talking to him, but uh, it was really good to be able to talk in greater detail about everything about Lone Wolf. Uh, definitely got me fired up for the season Definitely will explain in the episode why I will not look at anything other than Lone Wolf, just because my passion for the company and along with the people, uh, it, it's unbelievable. But unfortunately, you weren't able to make it for this episode because yep. of your scheduling issues. But uh, Life. Yeah, life. It but, happens. But anyways, me and Jared definitely had an awesome time, and uh, I think everyone's really, really going to enjoy this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It, uh, I I think that people get a lot out of it just learning a mobile setup, mm-hmm. you know, like learning learning. I think you guys go into the difference between like a like a mobile setup versus like a climber. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, definitely go in detail, and for anyone that's on the fence, that's you know wanted to hear or figure out, you know, what's the advantage of using a walk on setup uh, to be more mobile, whether you're on public or private land. We definitely hit on that pretty hard today. And, and we do tell a lot of different stories about you know different individuals other than both me and Jared that's used these setups to really have a lot of success, especially on public land. And that's one thing that you know, Andrew, you know, both you and me have a passion mm-hmm. for is public land hunting. And uh, definitely, you know, there's a huge advantage using that lock concept, and we definitely hit on that today. Also, we talk about a pretty legit giveaway uh, that we're doing with Lone Wolf, which. Can't go into much detail, guys. You're going to have to listen to the episode and get a little more detail about <laughs> it. at the end. We're going to be those guys. Yeah, but uh, no, you're really going to love this episode, guys. You're going to love the giveaway and uh, love, again, the partner and the relationship that we have with Lone Wolf and everything they've done for us so far. And definitely what we're going to be doing in the future with them is going to be absolutely phenomenal, especially with the YouTube channel. Yeah, that's another thing that we'll hit on real quick is the YouTube channel. We're just getting ramped up. Um, if all goes accordingly, I will be hunting uh, this Saturday in Georgia western georgia so we'll finally be getting some actual hunting content up besides that velvet hunt that was kind of a trial run to figure everything out um it went pretty good i guess but now we know what we're doing a little better so we're gonna have a, a good time filming this fall we'll have some uh, scouting videos coming out in the meantime and then hopefully you'll see someone whack a deer pretty soon but we'll see about it um if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast um please subscribe that way it just makes life easier for you you get the uh the new episode every week comes right to your phone um and if you haven't left us a review we greatly appreciate it um but yeah i guess we'll hop into the interview now after the uh after the interview we'll explain to you how you can win um the which which stand is it we're giving away oh man you're 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 letting the cow the bag but it's gonna be an alpha uh lock-on stand uh you know, retail value roughly two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, it's gonna be an awesome giveaway, guys, and I think you really enjoy it. And really enjoy whoever wins. It's really gonna enjoy using it this fall. That's what we're excited about. Get them on the team with us uh, to be able, you know, hop on with Lone Wolf and really see what it's all about. All right, yeah, dude, Tiff. Say now for the main interview. Now for the main interview. 
All right, guys, and thank you for tuning in for this week. On the phone, I actually have uh, Jared Schliff from Lone Wolf. Jared, how are you doing today? Doing good. It's um, beautiful weather. It's starting to cool off a little bit here and kind of got us thinking about fall and the food plots are taking off some of the rain we've had. Exciting time of year. Oh, that it is. Uh, we just got done with our velvet hunt in Tennessee. Unfortunately, we weren't successful, but we had a couple buddies that were able to knock down some absolute just giant deer uh, in and around the uh, Middle Tennessee area. Uh, so we've already had a little taste of the fall. Uh, it was very hot, though. Uh, this happened to have the uh, the hunt fell on a warm front that came through after this big cold front pushed through. So that was kind of a letdown. All my bucks uh, did not want to uh, move much during the daylight, at least where we were hunting. But uh, that's awesome. Again, we appreciate you coming on this episode again, guys. Uh, sorry, but Andrew cannot make this episode uh, because of his scheduling. Uh, but this is going to be me and Jared today. And we're we're going to have an absolute blast. And uh, Jared, you know, for our listeners who don't know about you and kind of your position with Lone Wolf uh, Tree Stands, could you please kind of go a little bit more of your background when it comes to Lone Wolf and like also kind of like where you live in the, uh, in the country? Sure. So I grew up all my life in um, central Illinois. So in the heart of deer country, obviously, and and got interested in the outdoors and the hunting at a very, very early age. My grandfather, like a lot of us, um, enjoyed the outdoors and loved to hunt. And my brother and I, I mean, started from as old as we could carry a gun along with us. If before that, we were carrying the birds or whatever we were hunting and just really, really gained a passion for the outdoors and of course being blessed here in the midwest um you know there's a lot of big whitetail and everybody asked me you know hey you know where are you guys headed this this fall to hunt and it's hard to travel when you got some of the best hunting right here locally in our area and again we're really blessed for that so the opportunity of having private ground to be able to hunt all my life has really helped us i guess to be successful in the woods and and which really led to you know what we did you know when purchasing lone wolf in 2006 you know we've always had that passion we were using the products ourselves before and we're the type of guys i mean we want good gear that performs and it was something that we believed in very strongly of course the american made portion of that was extremely important to us and when we got an opportunity, I guess, looking at um, different different parts of the industry and found out that the lone wolf was available at the time, that's, that's when we jumped on it. And, and we haven't looked back since. And um, we're still just as proud of the product today as we were the day that we uh, jumped into it. Yeah, and I do appreciate you guys, you know, continue to get – and make the stand in the United States. I mean, just being a passionate individual about my country, you know, I do appreciate that. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing, you know, one thing that I really love about Lone Wolf is how y'all have continued to, you know, just change something little here and there to really help it make the stand and the whole system itself even more efficient than what it was back in 2006 and 2007. Uh, so I think y'all have done a great job with it. But let's jump straight into this, uh, this episode. I, again, I know a lot of people are extremely fascinated and interested in this episode because there's a lot of guys right now you know it being uh well when this episode airs it'll be uh first couple days of september you know guys are already looking whether they're hunting in kentucky or they're looking to get out in the stands the next couple weeks or maybe a month or so uh and they're they're looking for maybe changing their setup uh so again one thing i'd like to talk to you about is you know what makes lone wolf stand out when it comes to the other manufacturers out there 
uh, that are doing all kinds of different things? You know, what really makes Lone Wolf stand out? Sure. Well, I guess the, the beginning of that, I mean, is the stands were really never designed to hit a price point or to do this or that other than function. So they were built and formed out of necessity. And when I say necessity, a stand that can be truly portable, so something extremely lightweight, packable to get into those, whether it's public land or, or even on private ground, but it had to be extremely quiet, um, easy to hang, easy to tear down. And it was, for the first time, I think a true run and gun, you know, you often hear us talk about the run and gun tactics and the hang and hunt scenario, which, you know, there's a lot of guys, and I think it's been kind of tradition over the years, the guys go out and they pre-hang their stands for the year. A lot of times they're in those same locations. And I guess our theory, and I think something that's been proven over and over on these mature bucks, is being able to go in with a surprise strike right off the bat. So being able to have a stand that is super quiet, very packable, but easy to hang so you can literally slide into that location for the very first time, hang it, and hunt out of it right then on the spot because we all know how volatile those those big mature whitetails are and how sensitive they are to their core areas. So being able to take a little more aggressive stance on that, go right in after them after you've done your homework, you know, you read the sign, maybe you had something patterned pretty tight, but to be able to slide in using the wind in your advantage and being able to try to capitalize on that, I guess, that very first time in, if you're not successful then, to try to get in another fresh location. So I think it's very advantageous to those guys that maybe don't have a large track of, of property, and you you can burn something out so quickly. So being able to keep those deer guessing and, and not allowing them to pattern you is extremely important, and that's what this stand was designed for to be able to bounce around and have a fresh ambush site every time you go in. And, and that, so again, that's what it was all founded on. And I think from that, we've just, you know, the basis of the cast aluminum stand, which I know you, you want to talk about, and some of the, the main function of the stand, it, it's been improved on just little tweaks, like you said, with the leveler button on the post where the seat comes down. Um, just little subtleties like that have just really fine-tuned this system to be an excellent uh, mobile setup, like I said, quiet and very efficient in the woods. I mean, efficiency, you'll hear us talk about all the time. The less movement you have to make, the less moving parts that can make a noise, any of that stuff, I mean, I think all adds to the success of, of hanging and hunting. Yeah, we're going to hit on that a lot today, guys, is the efficientness and the quietness of these stands. Uh, just out of the factory, you know, when you get them, I mean, they're already phenomenal. But one thing that you said that really kind of hit the nail on the head is, you know, they, they were designed around functionality, not price, okay? And me being a guy that I'm hunting mostly public land, uh, just moved to Tennessee, I'm, my public to private ratio is probably going to be 70-30, 70% public land, 30% private, just because i got some urban areas I can hunt. But I want something. I don't, I'm a guy. I went from having a ton of tree stands, a ton of lock-ons, climbers, all that stuff, because there was never really one stand that really fit my need. And I kind of decided back in 2013, 2014, I was getting rid of all those stands and going with a run-and-gun mobile setup with the alpha stand, lock-on, and the sticks. 
And, you know, a lot of guys like, you know, that you always hear, you know, when it comes to Lone Wolf and people just want to compare price to price. And I'm personally in sales. And when you get compared to price to price, you know, the end user never gets what they really need, uh, unfortunately, because they, they look at price, they don't look at functionality. Um, but when you look at having one stand set up that you can do pretty much anything you need, you're actually, to me, you're saving money and you're saving risk of maintenance on all these other stands that you're trying to take care of. And you're saving a lot of space. I mean, I cleared out almost a whole shed worth of stands just with one setup. And I mean, I sold all my, I sold all my stands and got money for it. And it literally was like an easy swap and actually made a little money on that side for something that was going to be more functional for what I wanted to do that I was going to use day in, day out and get familiar with it and get good at hanging it. And that's what I did. It absolutely was phenomenal on how well I'm now using that system and how well, I, I, I mean, I can't go back. Like <laughs> I thought about it. I had, a, I had a buddy of mine talk to me about it. Like, you know, could you ever see yourself going back and, uh, you know, you know, buying a whole bunch of things and just do pre hung sets? I'm like, probably not just because I don't want to deal with having a whole bunch of other stands, the maintenance. I want my one set stand set up, have trees set up already, you know, trimmed and everything and just go and hang up and be ready and be gone. Uh, I mean, it's phenomenal how well that system really works. And I think that's what one people, a lot of people kind of get caught up on is like, uh, you know, they're so familiar with these, all these different sands they're using, no matter what manufacturer they're using. And they're like, oh, I really love them, you know, and this and that. But once you go to that running gun style, it, it is it is amazing, and you do not want to look back from it. And that's, that's kind of my thought on that. Yeah, I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I hear it all the time from customers that, you know, I, they finally made the switch and wish they would have did it 10 years ago. And backing up a little on that, I mean, going back to the price situation, what I really mean by that too is, you know, we've never said, you know, we want a man, we want to hit this price point to sell X amount of stands. We build a stand on necessity again that has to function a certain way. It has to be quiet. It has to be lightweight. It has to be functional. And we don't cut any corners. So the materials that we use all have a purpose for one reason or another. You know, the virgin nylon washers and the bushings, all of that stuff along with the cast aluminum is what truly makes a lone wolf what it is. And the fact, you know, being assembled here in the U.S., I mean, the guys that are putting these stands together, the majority of them, they can't wait to get out of, of the warehouse to be able to hunt that evening or, or take advantage of the weekend to be able to use the product themselves. And I think that is just in itself, knowing that the guys that are putting these stands together not only understand why they have to be safe and sound but why nothing can squeak nothing can make a noise at that moment of truth so they tro they, they take pride i guess in putting these stands together and, and we talk about it all the time that these guys share in everyone's success story when when we see a deer online or on social media that, that somebody had killed a big deer off of a lone wolf stand these guys truly celebrate right along with them and i think that is so cool that just the pride that they take in it. So um, going, going back, you know, the cast aluminum in itself, when when the lone wolf stand originated, it was the first of its kind. And with the patents of the cast aluminum, there's no more welded mesh or any hollow tubes with welds that, that can creak and pop, especially in cold weather. You'll hear that expanded metal, you know, when you go to move and, and turn for a shot just that little squeak i mean that's all it takes to blow a big deer out of there so 
the cast aluminum solid one piece there's no welds on these stands and then you combine that with the simplicity of and we'll get into talking about the offset bracket and how it levels on trees but it is so it's such a simple streamlined design so we we often say you know it's everything you need and nothing that you don't there's a lot to that when we say that is you know we've never been one for the accessories the cup holders and all the gadgets and stuff that go along with it we want something extremely fine-tuned a performance type product that will get the job done but without any extras i mean it's got to be simplistic and going back again we'll say it over and over efficiency is the key on this whole whole setup so well, that's and that's something that's huge. Uh, is that you are first of all your group of guys that work for you. I'm, I'm sure most of them are outdoorsmen, this hunters, uh, and you know they probably do take a lot of pride in what they're doing, just because they're probably personally using the stands. And then also they understand the kind of people that are buying these stands. They understand what they're looking for. They understand uh, you, you know what really is going to help them be successful. So I'm sure they have a lot more pride in it than probably your average day worker at another factory, whether it's in this country or in another country. But, um, you know, one thing that I, I want to hit on, which you've talked about a little bit, is this that cast aluminum stand. Um, that is something that is an absolute game changer, in my opinion. Uh, I, I personally, if I, when I was using lock-ons back in the day, you know, they're all welded. Uh, and, and a lot of them, a lot of companies are bad, which now they're, they're trying to change that a little bit. But, you know, a lot of companies, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, were bad about trying to weld every contact point on expanded metal uh, mesh um, platforms. So, you know, I, I have lost multiple deer, or should I say lost opportunities at multiple deer from stands creek and popping, especially in colder weather. Um, and that was something that I definitely was not looking forward to uh, in a mobile setup. Uh, also, to me, personally, it feels a lot more rigid having it all cast aluminum than when, you know, when you have a welded stand. Because to me, the welded stands, to me, feel like they flex a little bit more side to side than that aluminum does. And then another thing which I want you to kind of talk about is that what they call, or what y'all call that 3D camo platform or, or printed uh, platform with the design of the stand. Uh, I'd love for you to talk about the design of the stand along with, you know, how it blends in with its surroundings along with the bow holder. Sure, absolutely. So, so basically with the cast aluminum, the color that you see is the raw aluminum. It goes through a heat treating process, which tempers it, um, gives it strength, but it also changes that color to that, that darker gray color that you see that, that known, Lone Wolf has, has always been known for. It's very recognizable when you see that 3D pattern, of course, that you're talking about on the platform of these stands. And it, it, it's funny, you know, we, a lot of guys you know are camouflaging this or spray painting that, and to us, and I know you can elaborate on a little bit too, but if, if you hang one of these stands and from the ground looking back up through the platform up into the trees and the skylight, it's really amazing how this platform just disappears. It really mimics the, the branches, the same color and tones and, that, and, and breaking that symmetry up in that pattern of the rungs of that stand just truly make it, as you've seen, you know, just disappear against that skyline. And it's what we've, we've always been known by, um, the rigidness that you're talking about, going back to that on the cast aluminum. Uh, um, I often say, you know, once you get these stands hung, the way they bite into the tree and how solid they are, it's literally like standing on concrete. I mean, they're, they're absolutely solid. And the moment of truth comes and you need to adjust yourself for a shot, or maybe you need to lift the seat on the stand to step back and break your silhouette. 
the last thing that is ever on a lone wolf hunter's mind is that that stand is going to creak or pop or make any kind of noise. And you've got so many things going through your mind at that time to make the shot. The last thing you need to be worried about is, hey, can I move my feet or can I adjust my position? Is this stand going to make a creak or a pop on me? And as you know from hunting out of these stands for quite some time, that's not something we worry about. So, you know, that, that's very important. And, and getting back to that cast aluminum, the, the 3D design on the platform, it truly mimics nature, I think, better than, than anything else out there. And I, I can agree with that. And actually, I got a funny story. Uh, I had hung a, hung a set. A, oh, I can't talk. I hung a set uh, and hunted it that morning, came back that afternoon, left the set, came back that afternoon. And walking back in, I knew the exact route I came in and came uh, came out on the, on the trail. When I went back in, I literally was struggling to find the stand. I'm like, I knew I was hunting right here. And I finally looked up in the tree and I finally could I saw the stand. I was about 40 yards from it. And it was just amazing on how well it is blended in with all the oak trees. It was early fall. And it was, first of all, one thing I love about it, it doesn't really have any kind of shine at all. So it's like matte finish. It's that light enough color that blends in with the bark, tree branches, everything around it. It's not a dark stand. Like, I'm, I'm a person, I'm a guy, you know, hunts a lot of public land. I'm used to, like, picking out other guys' stands while walking through the woods scouting. I'm like, oh, see it from a couple hundred yards. I mean, you see this, the black, the black rim of the platform. This lone wolf, I mean, it is amazing how easily it blends in. And it gives me a lot of confidence knowing that, that you know, I'm hanging on the side of this tree. The deer is going to struggle to find me. I mean, it really is, at least visually. Uh, now, whether the wind swirls or not, that might be a different story. But uh, that's one thing that I've really, really uh, appreciated is how well they do disappear. And it's one of those things, especially when you're hunting, uh, whether you know, you're on private or public land and you're trying to stay mobile, you know, you can't always pick you can't always pick the greatest tree sometimes like you know I'm, I'm trying to get as close to the deer as possible and that's one thing we can talk about too is you know using a hanging hunt system you're not hunting a tree you're hunting for the you're hunting the deer uh you're not trying to find that one tree that you can climb up in with a climber uh, and that's that was kind of my selling point to myself when i bought this setup was for that reason but you know sometimes you have to hang in a tree that doesn't have a whole bunch of limb cover just because it's where you need to be and i have a lot more confidence doing that with this stand than ever before using anything else because of how awkward and how big any other stand is and it's kind of you know shows up to me a lot easier um sure, now, sure. And, and, and going you know to elaborating on that a little bit too you know as easy as these stands are to hang we find ourselves you know and you'll hear me say a lot of times you know don't let a, a tree dictate where you're gonna hunt you know we're hunting deer not trees and the the great thing about this setup and the offset bracket, the way it levels left to right, and you got your cable adjustment on the post to level your platform, and, and the set screw on the bottom of the seat will mimic the platform pitch. You know, with, with all that adjustment, we've so we've we've so many times go in, and it may not be the perfect tree, but it's where we need to be. Whether it's a a certain intersection in trails or or, or a, a pinch point. And it doesn't matter if it's a crooked, gnarly tree. In fact, we look for these hedge trees here in our area that are pretty twisted. And to be able to get into that tree, even though it's not so perfect, is amazing. Because, again, you know, I'm going to take it right where I want to be and not 20 yards off the mark that I really need to be on just because the tree, I could not get that stand in that tree. And that's huge for us. Yeah, again, and that's one thing that I love about this this stand, at least the lock-ons at least, because with my background, that's what I've used, 
is first of all the adjustability of the platform okay so having that ability to angle up or angle down you know a few degrees on these leaning trees that is huge there's so many times i've done that and a, a quick story uh andrew which all the listeners guys you know andrew uh when we were hunting last it was early last year uh down in alabama some public land he had he had been previously using another manufacturer's uh, stand that's quote unquote a running gun style stand, but it didn't have any of the adjustability on that stand. And we were up in a tree. We did a double sit on this one tree, and it had a little lean to it. And I was on you know one edge of the lean, and you know I set my bracket, use that offset bracket to angle it back straight and set it down. It, it snug fit, and it was perfect. And he was on the other side, and his platform was all kind of crooked. His seat was kind of crooked, and he wasn't comfortable. And also, he really didn't feel that safe in it, even though he was locked in the tree. And, you know, it didn't have a huge angle on the lean, but it was enough to, when you stood up, one knee was slightly bent while the other one was not. And uh, I, I let him sit in my stand, and he was blown away with how easy it is to adjust the stand for both the, the pitch, you know, how far back the tree's leaning with the platform, and then left or right of the lean using the offset bracket. And that's a huge selling point as well that I absolutely love. And I've used that so many times. Like on this velvet hunt, we got in this tree, which by the way, Jared, we're going to have to come out with some eight-foot straps for these sticks. Uh, we got in a tree that was massive, but uh, we were able to finally get up to the top of it where we needed to be and uh, set up. And the tree definitely had leans on both sides. It had a big split in the trunk. And we both sat on one side, or on each one of us was on a trunk. And, you know, it's leaning, you know, pretty good. And we both set our stands up, you know, on the offset bracket, angled it back, set it down nice and solid, and it was perfectly fine. And the thing is, we actually posted a photo of it on Instagram, and a guy commented on there, he's like, how are y'all leaning, how are y'all sitting on the leaning side of the tree? And I'm like, man, this offset bracket is phenomenal. That's why. And that tree was absolutely dynamite. And that's, again, that's a huge selling point to me. Uh, and one reason I really do love these stands. Absolutely. And we find ourselves a lot of times, too, as you know, that offset bracket, a lot of guys refer to it as a bat wing. It's so simple in design, but yet so effective. And oftentimes I find myself having to explain, you know, how it works. I mean, guys have used these stands sometimes for a couple of years and, and still not even really realize what that offset bracket can do for them. So just explain that a little bit. And if you get on our website, you know, you can look at there's some videos on showing how to hang a stand, show the offset bracket. There's there's four points of contact, and this is a patented feature on the lone wolf stands. There's four points of contact on the back of that offset bracket as different than a conventional V bracket. So if you've got a straight tree, let's just say like a telephone pole, you're always gonna you're gonna use those center two points of contact. But if you've got a tree that leans off to your left, you're going to offset that bracket to the far two left points of contact on the back of that bracket. And it's going to allow that stand post to hang perfectly straight in that platform level. So when you, you'll hear us camming, talking about camming the platform down. When you, when you use this system, the teeth on the back of the offset bracket will bite in solid to the tree. And as you lower your platform the teeth on the bottom of the platform actually protrude out longer than the offset bracket so what it does is it forces leverage on that platform when you lower it you can literally watch that top strap get as tight as a banjo string tighter than you could ever do it by by hand and you know what i'm talking about jason mm -hmm. and, and when you do that to be able to hang on a crooked tree the stand hanging perfectly straight for both com comfort and safety reasons obviously 
um, it makes all the difference in the world. And, and, and you were, you made the comment on the, um, the eight foot straps. There's two things. We do have an extension strap that we sell as an accessory. Um, it, it's got two loops on it, much like the, the replacement belt that you see on the stand with the buckle, you would choke knot it and it'll give you an extra three foot extension. Usually where we'll use that, I keep a couple of them in my bag at all times. I'll use it on the bottom climbing stick or the bottom two sticks to get into a tree that might be belled out. But the other advantage of this system that we're talking about, the way these things level, I might have a tree that, I, that I'd like to be in that's pretty nice and straight, but it's a little large for my straps. Even though there's a, there's a tree six, seven foot away that's really crooked, I won't even sweat that big tree. I'll just go to the next one. I don't care if it's crooked or not because I'm confident that I can get that stand level in that tree. So it, a lot of times it eliminates that need for having to have that bigger strap. As long as I've got concealment or some coverage to big, break my silhouette on that crooked tree, I'm going straight to the crooked tree. And, and I tell you, to be honest with you, I touched on it a little bit earlier with these hedge trees that we're used to here in our country. Um, we're actually seeking those type of trees out because it finds we find ourselves hunting at a lower elevation. We got a better shot angle. We're setting up back off those main those trails or that intersection that we might want to make a shot. And so we're using the backdrop and those crooked branches to break our silhouette and our profile, which is very very effective. And it just gives us more opportunities. Um, I know I've talked to you a little bit before. You were talking about hunting on a, on a small tree in a lower elevation because that's that's what you had to be in to to get where you needed to be. I hear success story after success story. Um, Todd Freakness at Wicked uh, from um, White Knuckle Productions, mm-hmm. an absolute giant last year. I think he killed him six foot off the ground in one of our setups. And it was truly effective because he had a backdrop behind him. But again, there wasn't. There really wasn't a place to go other than this crooked tree. He had a backdrop, and, and he killed an absolute giant. So just there's a lot of those success stories, and if you've ever hung one of these stands, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Exactly, and that's one of those things that it gets me, like this conversation just gets me so excited because I have lived and, and used a bunch of these, uh, or used this stand setup and lived a lot of these different scenarios that we're talking about right now. Like you said about that story, which I know, guys, if you listen to the podcast since the beginning, you probably heard me talk about the story like 12 times. But being able to get in a tree that was down in this little this little drainage where this little creek was, and there was no trees at all you'd get a climber in. And previously, earlier that season, I was using a climber and bought my lone wolf uh, alpha stand and sticks and was struggling to kind of, not really struggling, but trying to get used to how to hang it. Hung it in a tree that uh, was probably six, six and a half inches in diameter on the, on the base. It was this little gnarly tree. It got up maybe 12 feet, if that, and uh, hung my stand. And it was down here along this creek, and I had the probably the biggest buck, by far probably the biggest buck I've ever had, walk past me on public land. And uh, if it was for me uh, screwing up the shot at 30 yards, I uh, would have probably had him, but uh, shot and hit a limb and you know deflected my arrow. But there was no way you could have ever hunted that unless you were hunting off the ground and that was not an option because there was absolutely no cover on the ground where I was where I was located uh so that was a huge 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 factor and that's literally that moment which I had only been using the stand for maybe two weeks until that when that happened that made me a true believer because like when I first got I was like oh man this you know I'm like oh you know I'm so used to sitting in a climber it's so comfortable and you know it's it's so kind of what I thought was easy to get into and climb and this and that and 
you know, after I had that success, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm never going back. This is awesome. And it really made me, one thing that it really made me do, uh, Jared, is it made me look different on public land and even private land of places I'd never even imagined hunting before. It opened up the whole playbook and it allowed me, I was like, man, you know, I've always wanted to hunt this spot, but I can only do it with a gun because I can only sit on the ground. And I started going there with a bow and having a lot more success because of that because i'm like man i can get in any tree i mean i've gotten in shrubs i mean i've gotten into privet hedges that were just big enough to get a stand in uh i've gotten into all kinds of stuff that, that you couldn't even imagine trying to hunt out of beforehand uh so that was huge and another thing i really do like about the stand uh is the teeth on the platform a lot of lock-ons out there these days don't offer that on a lot of their stands and that is a huge downside when you don't do that because with those teeth and cam locking the, uh, the stand down it bites so well into the tree it is not going anywhere you don't have to worry about it kicking out from underneath you none of that because of how well it grabs the tree and that's one thing i really do appreciate you guys doing on your stands because it makes me feel a lot safer while i'm in the tree sure absolutely they do they do bite solid and i'm not exaggerating when we say um, it feels like standing on concrete because they truly do and and touching back again on what you were talking about, not to take away from a climber, a lone wolf makes some great climbers. Um, a lot of guys just swear by our climbers, even in this mobile setup. And there's certain parts of the country, the climbers are great. They've got a lot of straight trees, maybe, you know, in, in some of these locations, and they have a lot of options. Just It just so happens here in the Midwest where we're at, we, we've got those straight trees, but oftentimes you're going to find them on those ridges or, or maybe along some creek banks, but it, 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 it opens itself up a lot with a lot more options, I guess, what I'm trying to say um, with the hang-on system. And I can tell you, you know, some, some stories from some guys that have hunted some, some very large pieces of public ground here locally, got some big deer on them, and for years they used the climbers. And they served them well, but there's a lot of these, we call it Russian olive, and it's real thick, gnarly area. And a lot of times, you know, during the rut, these bucks will push these does down into those thickets like that. And these guys were getting so frustrated that they were stranded, you know, 100, 150 yards away on a hardwood ridge in their climber and not being able to get down there where the action was. And once they they made the jump, you know, and, and, and took a leap of faith, I guess, on the hang-on, system with the climbing sticks and realized how portable it was and how packable it was they they realized they started being very successful killing you know 150 inch type deer consistently year after year off of this piece of property and the comment that they had made they kind of chuckled because they walked past these hardwood ridges you know these guys are stranded to watching from a distance and they're right down there in the action in these thickets and, they, and a lot of times they're not very high off the ground you know, anywhere from, from 8 foot to 14 foot in these thickets, but they're able to go in where they need to be. They can hang undetected because, this, as you know, I mean, these, I always tell people, you know, I'll race, it's not a race, but I can be at 18 foot as fast or faster with my hang on and sticks than I can with the climber. A lot of people don't believe that until they see it or watch the video online. And, and, Part of that is is you're not cutting any branches. There's a lot of places, you know, public ground won't even allow you to cut branches. So being able to use those branches to your advantage rather than cutting them. Anytime you cut a branch and you've got a bedded deer, you know, within seeing distance, you know, you're going to alert that deer most likely when you drop that branch to the ground or even saw on it. 
And what I explained to those people is, you know, by hanging these climbing sticks, we're using a linesman's belt, so we're attached from the ground up, and we're, we're concise in our movements. You know, we're conscious, you know, to be quiet, but we're hanging this system, and there's a lot of times that we're literally watching bedded deer as we're hanging these sets, and we can do that undetected if that's a testimonial how quiet this setup can be. And if you're playing the wind and going in, you know, on the south side, you know, a lot of times these bedding areas and you've got those deer in those good areas that are bedded there, to be able to slide in, hang this setup that quietly and undetected, I mean, that's huge. Um, Not disturbing anything in those bedding areas or in that woods and your opportunities just increased dramatically by being able to be there that first time that's always going to be your most successful hunt is that first time in and even on public ground and that's why this system has just been so effective for people yeah and one thing to kind of add to that is you know you were talking about like you know those guys you know that you know they were kind of stuck up on top of the ridges and they you know didn't really know of a way to get down there and hunt those deer until you know they got a level of setup i was kind of doing something similar but my thing was trying to get away from other hunters. So where I'm currently from, or where I'm from is central Alabama. Everybody and their mother uses a climber. Again, I have no issue with people that hunt without climbers. That's fine. But also on these public land parcels, you know, they log the top of the ridges and they don't really log anything down below. So you're either finding the guys down these little drainages where that's the only place they can climb, or sometimes if the trees are mature enough up on top of the ridges, that's it. They, they don't ever on the side of the hills, ridges, or any of these deep little hollers, nothing like that. So I, my first couple of years hunting public land, I was, con, you know, somewhat consistently running into people while I was hunting out of a climber because there was only so many places you could use the climber. So like everyone else that had a climber, you were running into those guys. And that's what another reason I was like, man, if I had a lock on, I started thinking about it. And actually who really influenced me to buy uh, Lone Wolf was the guys, uh, Justin Czar from um, uh, Bowhunter Die and Bowhunter.com. Uh, I, I talked to him quite often. And it's one of those things that, I was influenced by what they were doing and them talking about, you know, kind of getting away from people and, but also on their private parcels, getting some nasty trees. And I'm like, man, that's exactly what I need. And ever since I've done that, I've, I don't think I've ever ran into a guy while archery hunting uh, a couple times while gun hunting, but again, kind of hunting some different areas with that. But uh, another thing that you kind of hit on uh, was, well, maybe not. My mind's kind of racing right now. I'm kind of excited. Uh, It's one of those things kind of getting back to it. it's, It's one of those things that you really don't know until you try it. Um, you know, we can tell people how great it is and this and that, but until they literally are sitting in a stand and understand the functionality, the quietness of these stands, they, they really don't know what they don't know. Um, and that's, that's why I can say a lot of people, it's one of those things that if you can just make the investment, get the stand and just try it out, try it out for a season. I'm telling you, you will not look back, but Jared, uh, unless you have something else you want to hit on with that, I'd love to kind of jump into the, the product line of what you guys are offering uh, to kind of give uh, all of our listeners a basis of what you guys offer for both the hang and hunt guys and also the climbers. Sure. Well, you know, we've, we've talked quite a bit about hang and hunt. Of course, we'll get into the climbers. Um, two of the products that have been extremely popular, or the one we started with, is it's called the Hunt Ready System. You'll see that a lot. It's a Cabela's exclusive. And what it is, it's the Alpha Hang On Stand, which is our larger of the two hang ons comes with a four-piece set of sticks and a stick quiver the stick quiver we came out with several years ago and and basically again it was about function and 
some of the problems, you know, that we were having, especially, you know, more and more people started carrying video cameras. Of course, we're filming most of the time when we're hunting. And you got so much gear, you definitely need a backpack with you. And the conventional way, you know, I think was the best way at the time was the way our sticks nestle up on top of each other and stack right on the stand. Well, it was great. It was the lowest profile that, that was available at that time. But when you start carrying a pack, you're either forced to carry it on the right or left side of the climbing sticks, or you're going to carry your backpack in. And it, it wasn't wasn't ideal. So what we were really looking for is something much like a pack frame or something that we could get a lower profile. Anytime you can keep the stand and the sticks closer to your body, it's going to be easier to pack, even as lightweight as these systems are. It, it's, it's going to be more conducive for this run-and-gun or mobile-style hunting. And what it allowed us to do was now pack our backpack like a turtle shell, I'd say, right up against our climbing sticks, which are, are sitting flat on the stand with a thick quiver. Now we've got a true low profile. Your pack's centered in the middle of your back, so it's easy to pack. And, and the way the stick quiver works is it, much like a quiver on your bow except your arrows. It's a friction point that fits right onto either of our hang-on tubes. And then those sticks actually nestle in the clips side by side, just like your arrows would on your on your bow quiver. I don't even strap strap mine on. It, it holds them tight. I'll take my backpack and piggyback it right on top of those climbing sticks then. And, you know, this is, has kind of been a game changer for us in a lot of ways just because of the profile of it, being able to carry that extra gear and do it comfortably. And, again, quiet, it's, it's efficient because you don't have any straps. And, and what the system utilizes is the offset bracket itself. So the offset bracket that's mounted on the post actually acts as a shelf. So this stick quiver actually sets up against it everything is bottomed out to that offset bracket so when you're packing it whether you jump over a log or a creek bank nothing can shift anywhere they're rock solid and so that's something i would encourage everyone to check into again the hunt ready system comes with it um they're also sold as an accessory you can pick them up if you've already got our stand and sticks and you haven't been using them but this year for the first time we actually have introduced the assault hunt ready system same system only it's the smaller pie shaped um, 11 pound hang on stand and that is that is offered through any of the other stores and different retailers they're both offered online at, at lonewolfhuntingproducts.com but those two systems right there have been um, extremely popular because it's basically everything you need to do this hang and hunt type system that we've been talking about um, so that that's pretty much it on the hang on side and as far as climbers, you know, we've got a full line of climbers. Um, our hand climber has probably been the most popular over the years. It's the most streamlined. It's a four, four, uh, believe it's, um, we've got a 14 pound assault hand climber, um, which is one of the lightest stands out there. Um, utilizes the small assault platform. Um, it's a little more physical to climb with, just like our hand climber combo is but they're very conducive for bow hunting because you've got no obstructions around you, no rail or anything. So you can literally shoot from a sitting position very easily. Um, from that, we go to our sit and climb, um, probably the most comfortable stand that we've got. Um, very conducive for, for gun hunting or muzzleloader hunting. A lot of guys bow hunt out of them. Um, the difference between that and the hand climber is, is most of the times you're probably gonna have to stand for a shot. Um, from there, we realized, you know, 
these guys are getting bigger out there and they needed more room, especially the guys who are hunting in the colder climates, um, needed more room as they're packing on more clothes. So we actually came out with the same same principle as the sit and climb, but we came out with a wider version called the wide sit and climb combo two. It's three and a half inches wider on the top frame. Um, that's been a very popular stand. And then the most recent stand was the white flip top. And the white flip top combo is basically, it's a hybrid. It's, um, it's everything that the sit and climb is only has a cast aluminum seat, just like our hang on. So one of the things that, that I love about that stand is I can flip that seat back against the tree and step back to the trunk of that tree to break my silhouette. And it gives me more room on that platform, especially when I'm bow hunting. The other advantage of that type of stand, as opposed to a, a sling style seat on a climber, is it perches you up above that frame. So you can truly, you can use a sit and climb, but truly shoot from a sitting position because you, you've got no obstacles. You can, you can clear your bow limbs very easily, both right and left side of you in that flip top unit. So those are those are the main stands um again you know we've got the climbing sticks to go with these or either of our hang on um it just depends on what part of the country you're in and what your goals are yeah, yeah exactly and that was one thing that um definitely has me super excited first of all is the uh flip top is the flip top climber just because if i ever was going to look at a climber that's the one that appeases my taste the most just because like you said be able to flip that seat up and then be able to sit and stand all the way up against the tree. You have a lot more platform space because you don't have the seat bunching up against the back of your legs. Also, again, how much higher you sit in the stand, at least on the top parts, partial of the stand, is something that I really, really like as well because to me it allows you to be a little more flexible and maybe be able to get some more uh, shots while sitting down than uh, while standing, uh, like in your other stands. Now, one thing I want you to talk about is the traction belt y'all use for the climbers. That's one thing, personally, Growing up, I used another manufacturer's climbers who use a cable uh, a cable system instead of using the traction belt. And the cable was fine. You know, it's it, it was loud, added a little bit extra weight to it. And it was one of those things that uh, a little more finicky uh, to fine tune. Um, I absolutely love the idea of the traction belt. All of my buddies, again, I don't have personal experience with it, but all, all the guys on either the Running Gun Ambassador squad or also uh, the guys that are with us on the, uh, the podcasting YouTube series, uh, they... A lot of them have experience with those climbers, and they love it. They love that traction belt and also how small these stands collapse. You know, a lot of guys using uh, these other manufacturers' climbers, you know, they're welded 100% in the form they are, and they don't collapse. They're big, they're bulky, and they're not fun to transport. They're not fun to store, and then also walking through the woods are more cumbersome. Where y'all stand, the way it collapses up, I'd love for you to talk about that in the traction belt because I think that's, uh, again, that's really huge. Sure, absolutely, and, and you're exactly right. The, the profile on all of our climbers, I mean, these things all fold to a four and a half inch profile. And I guess I take it for granted sometimes. And I'm glad you mentioned that because for us, I mean, it's a no brainer. I mean, I, I don't want anything protruding off my back 16, 17 inches. Like you see a lot of these climbers. I can't even imagine trying to get into some of the locations that we need to get into quietly with something that is sticking off your back that far. Um, along with that, I mean, depending upon the weight of your stand even, you know, the closer, like I said before, the closer you can keep that stand to your body, the easier it is to pack and the more balanced it is on your shoulders and your hips. So, you know, the profile is absolutely huge. 
um, so we demand it. I mean, it's got to be a low-profile, slim design, and, and all of our climbers are just that. Um, talking about the, the traction belt, you know, all these other the cables that you see, um, the, the difference on these traction belts is you've got a much more um, ability to fine-tune your adjustment on the tree. I mean, you've got half-inch adjustments with the teeth that work in the cam system on our climbers. Now, the strength comes from the nine braided cables that run through these traction belts. You'll see that they're rubber on the outside with the teeth. That rubber um, design in those teeth is what gives it such good grip. Even on a slick bark or a pine tree, you're going to see these traction belts grip along with the teeth on the platform are going to pinch that tree and and grip extremely tight. You're not going to see the slippage that you can get with some of those cables, you know, the rubber-coated cables you may have used over the years. And you know talking about being able to adjust those with those half inch increments on the teeth that's huge um, especially as these trees taper Um, like anything else you really need to judge the taper of that tree and you get pretty efficient at it um, after you start using one of these but being able to get that platform level which is is definitely you know from a safety standpoint you never want to hunt with your platform tipped down in the front you want it level or slightly tipped up and with the adjustments on these, the traction belts, it, it enables you to, to be able to do just that, keep that platform level. And, and again, you, you never want to adjust these things on the move. And that's why I think it's important that you get good at judging the taper of a tree so you can hit it from the bottom. If you, if you climb up a tree and you're not to the height you want and your platform starts to tip in the front, there's no, no other way to do it but to go back down reset it and go back up to get up a little bit higher that's the safe way to do it you want to stay attached at all times which is very easy with today's equipment um and just keep moving that that tree rope assembly up the tree in front of you as you go i mean it's it's a great way to hunt our climbers are super quiet super packable and if you've got the trees in your region that you know are straight and conducive for a climber i mean it's a great setup yeah again now uh, one other thing that I'd like you to touch on, just because I, I don't know uh, the functionality because I haven't used one, how uh, does your stand, how does the climbers, how do they lock down on the traction belt uh, to lock it into whatever uh, length you want it to be at? Sure. It, it's much like a cogwheel. So you've got teeth like a timing belt on the, on the traction belt. And on the stand, there's two cams, one on each arm, and those cams have three teeth in them. So those teeth actually engaged in the teeth of the uh, traction belt, much like a cogwheel would meet on a conveyor belt. And so as long as you've got weight or you're pulling against it, it is actually designed, it's pulling that cam tighter and tighter against that traction belt at all times. So um, very quiet, easy to adjust, easy to set up. Um, the other thing that, that we haven't touched on that I think is very unique to Lone Wolf and has been very, very effective, that if you've ever sat in a Lone Wolf climber and realized how solid they are, part of the reason is, is our stabilizer straps, which is very simple. Mm-hmm. It's a male-female buckle that attaches the top of your platform to the bottom base, the foot platform. And once you get to that seated position and you adjust your top where you want it, you simply just draw down and snug up those two straps. And what it does is it engages the teeth on the back of the tree. And as long as you've got weight on that platform, it's pulling against the top section, which is, is very important. Say when you stand up to make a shot and you, 
you may bump that top frame of your seat on that climber. This thing is not going to fall down against the platform and make a bunch of noise. It's rock solid to the tree, much like a hang-on. And so those stabilizer straps are a very important part of our climbers that make them so solid feeling. And, and it's, it's, it's very useful. We, we've always had the stabilizer straps. And if you've never used one of our climbers, I think you'll see a huge difference if you get into one for the first time utilizing the stabilizer straps and see how solid these things are. And, and that's another thing that I think y'all do really, really well is those stabilizing straps. That's, that's something that it, it's very uh, minor in some details because it's not like, you know, nothing major with the platform. But it's it's one of those things that it's that little touch that you're really thinking for those guys that are hardcore hunters. Because anyone that's hunted out of a climber, myself included, growing up, you know, you've had, most guys have had the, had that situation where they stand up, they bump that top uh, part of the stand, and the top section falls down to their feet. And that's a scary moment. Even if you're tethered to the tree, that's still a scary moment right there. And having those straps, which, I, if again, I'm not 100% sure, but most other manufacturers I've seen don't offer that from factory. There's a lot of companies that make those aftermarket. And actually, I've seen guys use y'all straps, because I'm pretty sure you can buy those separate as well, and put them on other manufacturers' setups because of that. Uh, because it's one of those things that it's an added safety feature, but also makes the stand so much more rigid. And you, again, you don't have to think about it. Uh, I know one thing when I used to hunt out climbers, especially bow hunting, standing up to take a shot, my mind wasn't necessarily thinking about the deer yardage or anything like that, but I was thinking about don't bump the cam or the limb of the bow on the top platform. Uh, cause I did not need that dropping down to my feet. First of all, scaring the deer and possibly, you know, get me all tangled up in the, in the tree stand. Uh, so I think that is something that's actually is kind of more major than a lot of people would think. Uh, but it's again something that's very subtle that y'all do because again, you know, y'all thinking out for the guys like us that are just hardcore bow hunters that are really looking to do something like that. That's really helping us, you know, first of all, stay safe, stay stay safe in the stand, but really have a good time and not have to worry about that. So uh, again, that's huge. Sure, yeah, it is. It's 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 very important. I mean, not only does it keep the platform from from falling away from you if it does ever get away from you climbing but the true function of that is just making that top section so rock solid and and you know it is it's a very simple mechanism just like the offset bracket but again it's streamlined functionality that makes these things and sets them apart from everything else and and then you know the one thing we touched on really really earlier at least you alluded to is the price point on these stands if people realize American-made product, the cat's aluminum, um, the way these things are built. I mean, I've got some of the very original stands that I ever started with. If you stay on a maintenance program, you know, be proactive, you know, replace your hardware. We sell hardware kits for all of this stuff. It's inexpensive, but you keep up on the maintenance on these stands, they'll truly last you your hunting career. And so I think you alluded to it a little bit too, you know, some of the other price point stands that are out there, you may go through three or four of those or, or, or more in the time that, that you would use one lone wolf stand. So in the long run, you know, it's definitely, you're actually buying value um, when you look at it. And, you know, that that's something huge. And I think every lone wolf guy out there that's on these stands, I mean, is sitting there shaking their head right now, agreeing with me that they've got those same original stands. And with the cast aluminum, they look just like they did the day that they purchased them. Mm-hmm. So keeping up on that maintenance and replacing the straps, you know, um, that's we recommend replacing those traction belts on the climbers every three to five years. If you keep up on that maintenance plan, you truly will have a stand that's rock solid and is going to perform for you for your, your hunting career. 
Exactly, and that's one thing I really do love about this lone wolf in general. Uh, one thing you don't have to worry about is as a stand or the platform rusting out. I've had other stands, you know, the paint maybe chips away, especially some of my steel lock-ons I used to have, and then you got to worry about rusting and this and that, and like the finish coming off. You you don't have to worry about that on lone wolf. I mean, it's meant to be. I mean, tortured. I mean, they are rugged, uh, and that's again what that's what I like about them. Now, uh, one other thing, you know, we just got to touch on, uh, which I mean, they're simple but they're very efficient is the sticks. Um, you know, compared to the standard thing, they're not as glamorous, but they're definitely something that's very key to all of our success is using those sticks and also having the ability to uh, adjust the V brackets on the backside of them to different ways the tree, the tree leans and maybe get around uh, knobs on the tree and stuff like that. So I know that's something that's really key that a lot of guys, you know, they talk about, oh, you know, I love lone wolf sticks, plus the weight of them. I believe it's two and a half pounds per stick, uh, give or take. Uh, they're definitely extremely light, and I love carrying them. It's one of those things I will never go in the woods without, for sure. Sure, and you're you're exactly right. And one of the key components on our climbing sticks, I mean, again, they're very streamlined. Um, the patents they're involved with those climbing sticks, of course, are, are step pivots right and left. So you've got one step, um, you got three steps per stick, but it pivots, so it, it, it keeps the weight down by being able to pivot that symmetrical step. But the real key is that pivoting V bracket, the patent on our pivoting V bracket. Even though you see a lot of companies have mimicked or tried to knock off our climbing stick or kind of follow the look of what we're doing, the, the, the pivoting V bracket is the key. So if you've got a tree that's got some undulation to it or, or is crooked or leaning, that V bracket is going to find its solid two points of resting. It, it's going to bite in solid every time. And so your stick is still going to hang straight on that tree, and what's going to pivot is the V brackets to find their resting point. That's huge because, you know, if any other type of stick out there without a pivoting V bracket, if guys understand if they got a tree that leans to the left, that stick is going to parallel the trunk of that tree and lean to the left. Our stick, when you hang it, the V brackets will pivot, but the stick itself is still going to hang straight, and that's huge from a safety standpoint. And, and not only that, being able to get on a tree that you wouldn't be able to with with any other equipment i mean that's that's huge to us on a setup like this yeah and it gives you a different outlook on how you're hunting because actually i really didn't use that feature all that much until probably about a year ago i mean i had gone a couple seasons without really setting up in a leaning tree that was you know leaning enough where you know you really needed to pivot the brackets and i finally did it i'm like this is what they've always been talking about this is what i've always heard about and it, it, it really is guys it's one of those things it's kind of hard to imagine because when i heard other people talk about it especially on other podcasts i really couldn't imagine but i saw a video i think that you guys posted on the website that actually shows that and it i was like oh wow that's actually really functional and it really gave me even another outlook on how i want to set up in some of these trees especially if they're leaning uh it gives you more confidence when you're climbing and actually we had to use that this weekend or this past weekend at the on the velvet deer hunt in tennessee because we sat up in one tree that had a weird kind of just big crooked like notch in it and uh you had to use those brackets uh to kind of get around the side of that tree and it, it worked flawlessly uh so again you know they're very like you said streamlined they're they're simple but they're quiet, they're easy to use, and it's one of those things that, you know, sometimes simple is better, and that's one thing that I think you really get with that, along with how rigid they are. And also, just the hardware y'all use is very high quality, in my opinion, from use of uh, being pretty abusive to my equipment. You know, it's held up extremely well, and it still is extremely silent. 
you know, I've used other sticks that are kind of like, you know, the, the, the steps themselves would kind of flip back and forth or something similar or just move a little bit. And they would either creak a little bit, they were like super stiff or just, you know, wear and tear kind of wore them out in a very quick manner. And that's something I have not experienced at all with you guys. You know, it's just high quality materials and it really pays off in the long run. Absolutely. And, and again, I would direct people to their listening if you want to learn more about this or actually see it, we've got a lot of videos on our website. You can follow us on our Instagram or our Facebook. Um, there's a lot of videos we share on how these things work. But on the website, LomoFunningProducts.com, if you go under the support bar and drop down to videos, um, we give you tutorials on everything from how to pack these stands um, how to nestle the climbing sticks, how to use the offset bracket, um, all those things. You know, it, it's good, useful information, and, and I encourage everybody to get on there and just check some of that stuff out, some of the stuff that we've been talking about today. I think you'll see in action and understand, you know, how efficient this system can be. Uh, agreed. And, again, y'all do a great job with that. Y'all's website is very user-friendly. Uh, it, it's very interactive, and it really does help people, especially on your social media pl- presence. It really helps people get a better idea of what they're going to be getting when they look to purchase Lone Wolf. And to be honest, I mean, that was one thing that also, you know, kind of swayed me in that direction because uh, I was looking at other uh, manufacturers as well, and that really kind of swayed me in the direction of, you know, these stands are made by hardcore deer hunters. I mean, y'all live and breathe it. I mean, probably everyone at y'all's office. Uh, and it, it's something that's really nice to be able to relate with people like that, that really know what they're talking about. They've been doing this for a while, and they really – are passionate about their products, about what they're, uh, you know, what they're producing, and they're using it every day, at least throughout the season. And I mean, that's that's phenomenal. Um, so, Jared, unless there's anything else, uh, I'd like to wrap it up and talk about this giveaway we got going on. Sure, absolutely. I appreciate you uh, having me on today. And if there's any questions out there from anybody that you want some extra elaboration on i mean give us a call at lone wolf our guys would be glad to talk to you about any of this stuff they'd help recommend what what they think would be best for for you and and what your goals are but um check us out exactly and jared i do appreciate you uh you know working with us as well uh you know it's been a great relationship so far and absolutely love your product you know you've been very gracious to us especially with the running gun ambassador team that we have along with everything else we got going on with the podcast so i mean you've been phenomenal and guys if you do call lone wolf uh jared will actually pick up the phone sometimes or you can ask for him and he's very easy to get in touch with normally he's pretty busy but it's just one of those things it's it's nice to see a company that's as wide known as you are but still be able to get in touch with uh, one of the owners i mean that is is phenomenal um but to kind of wrap this up guys we're announcing we're doing a giveaway with lone wolf for an alpha uh, stand, lock-on stand. And I know this is really big, guys. This is something that anyone that's been on the fence has a chance to win a really awesome stand that is really going to help you out, especially for that public land guy, the guy that really wants to try running gun uh, hunting. So, Jared, uh, I, I do appreciate you uh, being willing to do this. And, uh, guys, if you keep listening, uh, we'll do an outro talking about how you can be entered to win this. Uh, but other than that, Jared, do you have anything else uh, to touch on? I think we've covered everything. Like I said, I appreciate you guys, and and I wish you good luck to anyone out there on this contest, and um, good luck this fall hunting. All right, guys, and to be entered to the win that Lone Wolf Alpha Lock-On Stand, that retail value is $250 that personally I've been using for the last four years, all you got to do is we will have a link on our Facebook page, which if you're listening to this now, it's already been posted. Click that link, and all it is, you just type in your email to the email subscription list, 
and then you'll be entered from there. And then all you have to do is make sure you have liked our page on Facebook and also share the post, and that'll be all. And again, guys, uh, we will pick this winner. It's going to run for two weeks. Again, this episode will be dropped on the 3rd, which is this Monday. And it's going to go into the 17th, so two weeks. We'll announce the winner. Someone's going to be taking home an awesome tree stand that, again, I've personally been using for four years now. Absolutely love it, and they're going to love it just as well. So, guys, get entered to win as quickly as possible, and uh, good luck to whoever wins this. Thank you. You guys seem to really have enjoyed over the last year where we've went to a Q&A format every Thursday on the show where we answer some listener questions. Now, some of the most common ones that we get have to do with gear, but also how to find a good hunting buddy. You know, I'm really lucky to, to have a hunting buddy like Jacob. We've been on a lot of incredible hunting trips together over the years, and it's just nice to have somebody that, you know, is always down to go on that that trip that you've always wanted to go on or, or who will wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go get that gate before someone else does on public land with you, whatever the case may be. And like I said, we get a lot of questions on how do you find, you know, a group of people who enjoy that same thing so you can kind of network and make some connections. The Mobile Hunters Expo is the place to do that. Y'all heard us talk about it last year. And guess what? This year it's happening in Dalton, Georgia. We're going to be there June 28th through the 30th. We're going to be there all three days. We're going to have a booth. You can come talk to us. We talked to a lot of you guys last year, had a ton of fun. So looking forward to that again. But guys, I'm telling you, this is the place to come network. And there's going to be a ton of you guys there. A lot of Southern Outdoorsman podcast listeners are going to be at this show. And actually, Friday, June 28th, there's going to be an after hour social after the expo. So what better place to go kind of intermingle, hang out with a bunch of like-minded people, and probably pick up a couple new hunting buddies. So you guys don't miss it. It's June 28th through the 30th. I'm telling you, if you listen to this podcast, this is an event you need to be at. Now we'll see you guys at the Mobile Hunters Expo June 28th through the 30th in Dalton, Georgia.